The guys are all here. Say hi, guys. Hola. Happy New Year. Hi, guys. Oh, yeah. New Happy Year. Year. Happening. That's right. 2023. Anybody do anything exciting for the New Year? Did you go out and watch whatever object in your area falls? Here, there's like several. A- there's a pickle. There's a ship. There's an apple. I had the most uneventful New Year of my entire life. I'm pretty yeah. sure I, I sat on the couch with a football game because I've got some family over from Ohio, or I guess they're originally from Ohio, but anyway, they were watching the football game between Ohio and Georgia, and I guess the final point was scored moments before midnight, so I watched their favorite team fail, lose the game, and then it was like, oh, Happy New Year, and then everyone <laughs> went home. Uh, oh, I don't even like football. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Normally, my family does a big thing. New Year's is like, New Year's is like bigger than Christmas for Scottish people. It's like Hogmanay, and everyone just loses their shit and drinks way too much and has a good time. So it was definitely the most uneventful of my life. Okay. Yeah. For me, they've just been. I'm usually in bed before midnight. Um, You're old. I am. You're so old. It's just another day, dude. (laughs) Just another day. Just like Christmas is another day, and. Birthdays are another day and all that shit. I want you to look your wife in the eye and say, Christmas is just another day. Oh, dude. Ask oh, her no. this year. <laughs> say it all the time. Me. Oh, no. Say it all the time. Everything. No. Birthdays are like a big deal for her. And I'm like, dude, it's just another day. No, no reason to get all festive. No? Okay. I played Uno and kicked my daughter's ass. I taught you her cheated, how, and then I no, I didn't actually. Me and my my mom came over, and we all just hung out and watched. We uh, found a, a YouTube live stream of somebody else was doing the New York ball drop, and so I just rewound it thirty minutes. It was like eleven thirty here, so I rewound it thirty minutes so that when the ball dropped, it would be midnight here, and we played Uno until the ball dropped, and we drank apple cider at Lake Zimbalas. So I learned a dirty trick, and being that I had never had kids, I'd never had a reason to to even think about this trick and I thought it was pretty clever when you've got young kids and they're kind of that age where they might want to hang out you know like stay up and you don't really want to or whatever until midnight and I guess throughout the day (laughs) you just move all the clocks ahead 10 minutes every so often (laughs) and you know pretty soon it's midnight according to the clock but it's only like 10 o'clock or 9 30 or whatever. <laughs> we, we yeah. do that on the regular at my house if the kids are having a particularly obnoxious night we're like oh yeah it's going to bed early night tonight we that just move funny. the clock in the kitchen ahead i think you just came up with a absolutely amazing product that you could market 
Bluetooth clocks in your house that you can adjust from your phone, all of them at the same time. All of them at the same time. Yep. And it's goes into the bathroom, move the clock ahead 30 minutes. Yeah. Call them kitty clocks or something. That's a great idea. Yeah. I I was, I was, Elaine was telling me she was talking to somebody at a grocery store shopping center somewhere and, and a grandmother of some young kids. And (laughs) she was like, kids want to stay up, but I just don't think I have it in me. She proceeded to tell his grandma about this idea. And apparently she used to do it all the time with her kids when they were young. So it's a good one. I like it. I like the deception. Start yeah, early in deception. I like sure, the deception. <laughs> yeah, I think Netflix even has countdown videos you can press play on any time. So you can trick your kids that way too. Oh, that's nice. No, there you go. So what you got to do is when they're really young is if they're watching a movie, you just got to, when they're not paying attention, switch it to Espanol and then just let it play. And they'll be like, what's wrong? I can't understand this. And you'd be like, well, you're probably just tired. You probably should just go to bed and then they'll go to bed or whatever. And they'll get up the next morning and they'll play the movie again, but it's in English. And they'll be like, man, I must've been really tired last night. I couldn't understand a word they were saying. Does that, does that work? No, nah, I tried nah. it. Yeah. I didn't think that. It sounds, sounds good though. All right. Did anybody do anything heli related? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's hear it. Not a, not like a super magical, awesome thing or whatever, but, um, I made my, uh, uh, I made myself a more permanent bearing noise maker thing that I was talking about on the show where you cut the bottle off and you, you check the bearings. And I went back over my T-Rex 500 and I got to swap the, I, the bearings on the motor are just toasted, dude. I'll put the thing on there and it's just like, woo, just super loud and everything else is nice and quiet. So I'm like, okay. But I think I, since this motor is like the old stock motor on this T-Rex 500, I'm just going to go and find a better motor. Maybe see if they got a little Ego Drifter or an X-Nova or something like that. Stick it in sure. there. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I did that. Flew that actually outside a few times um, over the snow. Flew my little Oxy-2 down in the basement a few more times and did a shit ton of simming. Um, all week, I guess I set my timer on my, uh, transmitter at the beginning of the week and I looked down and there's like four hours or five hours on the thing. So where could you go? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm trying, man. I still can't, I don't know. I still have that. I guess I don't really have a lot of time to get a good amount of stick time outside and actually try shit that I'm doing on the sim, but I don't know. I'm getting pretty good on the sim. You know, I feel, I don't know. I feel really confident on the in the sim now. You know, I can. What sim are you using? Uh, I've got a cracked version of Phoenix. I mean, I have Phoenix and the dongle and stuff, but I didn't want to use that. So I want to use the little wireless uh, adapter, the little Spectrum wireless adapter. So I found this copy with this um, little app you install, so that you don't have to use the dongle. So you can use whatever you want then. And so yeah, it's kind of old and dated and stuff, but. If the physics are good enough, you know, and it, it seems to be getting the job done. I don't know. I like it. Do you use Steam by chance? No, no, I don't. Okay. I'm, I don't know. I, I had Steam for a while, but then after that was on my last computer, but I don't know. My, my laptop's not super powerful, you know, and I'm, oh, okay. I'm going to build a computer at one point, but I just don't, I don't have like a burning desire to have a blazing fast desktop computer. So. Well, I was thinking... I was going to gift you a copy of AccuRC, then we could sim together, because I think maybe that would entice me to sim a little bit more. Oh, you think? 
What? I don't yeah. It might run on the laptop. But if your computer, I don't think but, your computer, AccuRC, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, you might know, Nick, you might know. Does it require a fairly good, I think it does, doesn't it require a fairly yeah. good computer, AccuRC? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. something yeah. half decent. That's why I usually run uh, Next or Heliax. I do like it. can run on almost anything. Next is my favorite. It runs on like turd computers from the mid 2000s. Yeah. It'll run on a microwave. <laughs> I've heard other people talk about Next. I might have to check that out then, you know. Dude, I liked Next back in the day. I used to use that a lot. Yeah. It's my favorite. I don't know if I ever did the online feature with Next. I don't know. It, it's Maybe. good. Heliax is super glitchy with online for some reason, doing multiplayer. So I never really did it. AccuRC was, was really good physics-wise. Graphics were obviously really good. But it had some weird stuff, too. Like, sometimes the canopy would be, like, a foot from the helicopter on one side, or the main gear would be out at the heli. Oh, and it would just do, whoa. like, really, really super glitchy shit. I don't know. I want to learn how to do that trick. I've never seen that. Hell, yeah. I, I can show you how to get the main gear to blow out of your helicopter. Do the skids off bump. <laughs> Hell, you yeah. Know, just once per, <laughs> once per pack, the skids off bump. You probably should wait till the end, you know? But yeah. I guess but, I've done the I've done the half of the skids off bump before, but not on purpose. So, Rob, how's the weather? Is it warming up? Uh yeah, it's getting warmer, dude. We're like in the twenties, so it's like wow. a balmy twenty twenty five out. You know, um, I'm hearing there's a warm front on the way through, so we'll probably broach the thirties here soon. But God, I think there's the gonna be a little snow. But yeah. I know, right? It's almost like shorts weather. So it'll be warm enough. It'll get warm enough where I, I can, you know. Uh, find myself out maybe with three or four packs out away from the house or something. It was funny. I was out flying. Uh, oh, yeah. I flew the X5 out as well. I just flew it the other day. I was like, you know, that thing's just been sitting on the wall and I've had the battery charged for it for like three or four days. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to fly it instead of just discharging my battery. But while I was out there, I was flying and I felt my fingers getting cold and I thought exactly what you were saying, Dan. You're like, you know, I can be out here for like six minutes or something. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just, uh, ah. I am getting old and I'm trying to resist it, but yeah, it's just not fun anymore. It's, you know, yeah. you get to a certain age, you know, it's, it's, uh, so much, it's so chory feeling, you know, and I, I want it to feel fun and it's really fun to fly on the sim. So I have been spending a lot of time doing that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'd like to move to a warmer climate and not just for helis for everything. Cause I fucking hate winter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I feel you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Southwest. That's where it's at, brother. Yeah. So, Nick, is your occupation of your flying field, is that still a thing? Or you guys get that all sorted out? Yeah, it's still mm. a thing. I mean, it's, it's going to be a thing, thing. For, for months, Lame. I think. Day 23. Yeah. Oh, my it's word. bad. And they got up to a bunch of no good this week, which sucked. That, that just blows me away. Because, you, you know, you, you posted that picture on Facebook and I asked you, if that's like, you know, if that was parts of your flying field and you're like, yep. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? No. What is so that bullshit all about? That's the second time they've done that. So to, to catch everybody up. So, you know, the, these protesters that are in the woods behind our flying field protesting some development going on back there. Um, I don't know, maybe six months ago uh, in retaliation for the police cutting off their access road by building a barricade, like cutting down a bunch of trees, basically. Um, they destroyed our flying field. So we just had all these brand new tables built and, you know, we have some metal shelters that are there all the time. And they basically took all that apart and made a giant barricade over our entrance gate. Mm. And we had all that stuff cleared, but the bulldozer kind of just cleared it to, you know, a hundred yards down the road. Um, so the other day 
it was absolutely gorgeous in Atlanta. And I was like, I got to go fly. And Atlanta RSE is only 10 minutes from my house, uh, so which is awesome. So I can fly kind of last minute and I can literally take three charged batteries down there and go fly and come home inside an hour. Um, so I went down and I pulled in and it was blocked. Uh, they had rebuilt the barricade. They dragged all the materials. The police had just blocked their access again to the woods and they had dragged all of those trees down and stacked them on top. Um, they poured, we've got like a post that the gate padlocks against and, and a chain. And they added a chain and lock of their own, and then they covered both chains and padlocks with concrete, which then set rock hard. Uh, so That's it's hard be, core. Yeah, they're, they're really obnoxious. You know, they're sort of like, oh, you block our access, we block yours, because that's how the police get into the woods. They borrow access through our field. So it's, it's you know, mm. it's escalating again, and the police are doing, you know, they're, they're there just about every day trying to, you know, get these people out of the woods and arrest them. Um, you know, they're trespassing and all kinds of things, so it's really frustrating for us because we just want access to the field um, sure. and you can walk around the barricade, but then you got to carry all of your stuff. All your that's kind of a pain. Yeah. Um, so do you have an alternate site? I do. Yeah. There's a field okay. that's actually much larger, uh, about 35 minutes from my house. It's where we fly most of the time on weekends. Um, or if I have a long time to fly, I'll always go out there cause it's huge. And you can, you know, you've got all, you can fly a 700 as far as you can see there. So, um, right. but it's not 10 minutes from my house. I can't do lunch flights right. there. You know, it's that sucks. an hour and 15 minutes of driving, you know, something like that just to get there and back. So, so yeah, that was a bummer. Um, but that happened on Wednesday, uh, on the Tuesday prior. However, I took, uh, my kids to the field with me cause they wanted to drive their Christmas present RC car slash flying field bribery tool. Um, and <laughs> they, they had a ball with that truck, man. They were so happy. It was awesome. Like I just flew. I told them to stay, you know, behind me and to my left. And I gave them kind of a zone of the field. And then I flew very far away on the other side of the field. And they had a ball. It was great. They were going nuts, driving the truck and jumping it. And it was the first time I let them switch it to 100% speed. And that thing's ballistic. Um, so yeah. they were super happy. Uh, so that was great. Yikes. So, you know. So are they sharing one? Or are you going to get them another? Or what's the deal there? For now, they're sharing one. It, okay. I don't usually bring them both to the field with me because it just ah. leads. They fight and things happen. Fight, yeah. So. Yeah. Usually only take one. So, but since I, we were only going for a little bit, I took both. Um, but anyways, that was good. So I was, I was bummed to not be able to fly Wednesday. So I had this giant pile of charged batteries and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I was going by myself for a few hours. Um, but it worked out because Thursday in Atlanta was also a great weather day. So a bunch of the Atlanta heli guys, uh, in the end, there were four of us went out, uh, to fly on Thursday. So we went to the bigger field. Um, where we usually fly up, it's called Hilltop RC, which is a magical land where plankers and heli guys get along, um, which is awesome. You know, we sort of split the field and we fly on the far left and they fly, you know, all the same flight line and they fly on the far right where the runway is and everybody gets along great. And, you know, we usually, you know, unless we get a new pilot who hasn't flown with us before, you know, everybody calls out their landings and stuff and we all give each other space and it's awesome. Um, and it's a great nice. field. So we had a great yeah. day Thursday, although I had... A very bad auto day. <laughs> I was all pumped no. from like having some great auto practice lately. And I don't know, man, I could not auto to save my life. I, I mean, it gets to the point where like you do an auto and it was so, you landed so far away from yourself. You're yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not going to get that. I'm going to do one more <laughs> auto. So you would take off and then you would land so far away again. You'd be like, damn it. It's walk of shame time. <laughs> so you would take the yeah. long walk out to get your helicopter. I had a little kickstand landing on the raw 580. 
I was like leaning over on one skid with the tips in the grass. Um, uh, me. Did you, you break anything? No. no, it was fine. Yeah, nice. I mean, there was like zero head speed when the, when it sort of rotated and tipped. It was you know just wobbling. I landed kind of on us on the slope of the hill, so that was part of the problem. Um, but uh, the puma, I might have done something to. It was kind of weird. It was. I had kind of a bad auto and then it was flying just a little bit off kind of funny. And I actually like went through it on the bench the other day and I don't know what's going on, but I had to relevel the swash. So I'm checking servo horns and like all kinds of stuff. I don't know if it just like literally skipped teeth on one of the horns and I can't find which one it is and it's rock solid where it is now, but something funky happened. Um, so I think it's okay, but we'll, we'll, I'll check that out soon. Uh, so that was my flying for the week, uh, except yeah. for my new favorite thing. Um, which is I bought this ridiculous tiny little micro scale helicopter. You know, it's probably 150 millimeter blade size or something tiny. It's smaller than an M2. Um, like a little bit bigger than a Blade Nano S3. And it's this tiny little scale heli and I will charge like three and four batteries for this thing and just fly it around the backyard. Um, and I have a ball and it makes me happy and you just pretend you're, you know, fly it as scale as you can and it's just good, stupid backyard fun. So that was fun. That little thing looks neat. What is it's, it, the HK-125 or something like that? Yeah, it's the HK, uh, or XK, sorry, XKK-123, 124, I forget which, but a little tiny scale thing. Yeah. Uh, nice. That's been, that's been fun. So, so I got a lot you, of flights on that. What's the deal with that? Are you doing a review on that, or are you just, what are you doing? Or are you just, you just decided to give one a shot, or what's going on there? You're like, that's uh, neat. I just decided to try it. I was okay. just like, you know, I bought... I don't know. I'm on this micro heli kick, which I swore I would never do again, but here I am again. Right. Now I have a Blade Nano S3. I've gotten an XK110 on the way, and I've got the scale <laughs> one. So I have three of these tiny little helicopters to kind of bash around the yard with. So Sure. I don't know why. It's just fun. Um, and this is what happens when wintertime comes, and, and you yeah. don't get to fly yeah. as much as you want. You do strange things. Yeah. Um, and speaking of strange things, I got to do kind of a fun project. Um Last week, I think it's okay for me to say it, but uh, I got to look at a preview copy of the Goose Guy RS4 manual um, to sort of help proofread it. And it was, you know, obviously written by someone with English as a second language. And so I politely, I politely wrote back and said, hey, man, I'd be really happy to go through this and just update all the translations to the actual words we use here you know because it was things like a tail belt was translated to timing belt you know little tiny stuff like that so sure nothing horrible but i was like i'd be happy to go through it and they were happy for me to do it so i actually went through and edited the whole manual and that was kind of fun never done something like that before uh so the first batch of kits i'm not sure if the translations will make it to the printed versions it was going to be really close um but further manuals will have my translation them so that was kind of fun wow that's kind of moving up in the world Kinda. I mean, you know, just a fun yeah. little random thing. Sure. Dude, if I find a typo, I'm emailing your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better watch out. I'll be sure and give you your money right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Anything else? Oh, oh yeah. I did a thing. Huh? Uh-oh. I think you might have oh. done a thing. I think Scott might have done a thing. Maybe Devin did the same thing. I don't know yet. We all did this thing. But maybe we'll save that for the news. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's it. All right. How about you, Scott? Did you paint any can any uh, car uh, bodies this week? I did. Oh. One that I am also the most proud of ever. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I, I guess I'll post a picture of it because I'm really not going to be able to describe it very well. 
Um, what did I do? I am not going to take a no fly this week. Y'all can keep right. that shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> so John Titus was nice enough to invite me to the field. Um, I guess he's the guy that gave you the shaft, right? <laughs> yep. And the head. Yep. The shaft. Oh, and the that's head. fantastic. Yeah. Solid dude for sure. <laughs> John is an awesome dude. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the weather was awesome here. It was in the sixties. So we decided that we could not let that go to waste. So he invited me, Jamie Burkholder, and Jeff Anderson, and we all kind of hung out at the local field here. It's about 25 minutes from my house. Uh, mostly a planker field, but there was only three other airplane guys there. But I had a great time. I hadn't flown since RCHO, since the incident. <laughs> um, of what do you speak? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I sharded or something. I don't know. Yeah, that something. Incident. Um, but I left the house with a raw helicopter with broken tail blades and a loose tail belt and a broken side frame. Uh, Who does that? Me. Yeah, yeah, what, I just brought uh, the parts with me. It's a, it's a tool, man. It's, yeah. tool. Uh-huh. it's a tool. So threw everything in the trunk, drove to the field, did a quick repair as everything charged, flew, had a great time, about maybe six or seven flights. Last flight, clipped the tail blades on the ground, loosened up the belt, proceeded to give it a solid kill flight at that point because that's a free helicopter at that point. It avoided a crash. It almost hit the ground because I was flying a little too stupid. <laughs> so I proceeded to fly it like the simulator as hard as I could. Pyro TikToks as absolutely low as I could, which even like halfway through, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was having a good time. I'm doing Just- it. I'm doing it. Yep, and just smacked the shit out of it. Absolutely no fucks given as hard as I could. Um, and I, I got to say, I felt like I flew better. Yet, uh, was it yesterday or Saturday? Sunday. I flew better Sunday than I think I have ever. And I want to blame it on RC cars. And the reason for that is because the amount of precision you need in order to hit apexes of turns and not clip the turn. Mm-hmm. And it's all about that lap time and how close you can get to the edge of walls and stuff. So I've gotten a lot more used to like, you know, an inch of distance or half an inch of distance between something rather than helicopters. It's like half a foot most of the time because you really don't want to get that close. But it was way easier to to do these maneuvers and keep it close to the ground. You know, I, awesome. I couldn't feel the first time just being a total asshat. And I was like, oh, well, shit. But then when I just sort of flew and did my thing after that and beat the shit out of it, I was like, damn, it didn't go in. It didn't even get close. Like I was being a total douche with it. Nice. <laughs> I want to yeah. get there in real life, man. It's I can't get over the gap. Maybe what I got to do is just like flop it once, like you did. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, get yourself into that flow state where you're just doing what you already know. How about you, Devin? I had a good weekend. I flew twice in the past week. Nice. Two day, two, two different days. Two, two different days, but multiple flights. Those. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Same that flight. One. Two days. Same, same like two, two days. days. Yeah, exactly. No, so I went flying Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday I went flying. And then I went flying again on Sunday. I flew the gasser. That's all I brought was the gasser because I didn't feel like packing a ton of stuff. So it's just getting that broken in, tuned in. Not broken in, but tuned into the way I like it. So Friday was beautiful. It was... I think 58 degrees here in Jersey. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it was man, beautiful. I can't wait. You can't wait? Yeah. Come over here. Let's come on, Rob. Dude, oh, man, it's so cold up here. 
<laughs> can't deal with it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, and then, so I got some flights on the gasser, just did a couple things back and forth with that. Had a good day, kind of laid back, only got like two or three flights. And then we went back out on Sunday with a lot of the Philadelphia guys, Jimmy Tate, Angelo, um, and a couple other people that we're friends with down here that are down in South Jersey and flew a bunch, a bunch of flights. And it was again, like, I think it was 55 degrees on Sunday yesterday. It was beautiful. Absolutely great weather. A little bit windy, yeah. but blue skies, beautiful. So that was, a, got, that was a pretty sweet flight you put in on Angelo's uh, raw nitro. I thought I really enjoyed that. I also enjoyed your dad like talking smack at you from behind you in the video as well. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad funny. does that. He does that. No, I got there. I had been there for five minutes and Angelo turned around and he goes, oh, I put Nick's dual glow plug head in it. I want you to try it. I'm like, okay. And I flew it and flies good. Flies, it flies really good. Can't say any. Can't say anything. It ran really well, and it flew good. Okay. And then I got a bunch of flights on my gasser. Continued to do that. Was helping some of the guys down there getting ESC issues, getting that going on a hobby wing. Trying to figure that out. Ended up just putting a whole new ESC in it because it was easier. Got that flying. My dad did not fly at all. He brought two helicopters and didn't fly once. I was like, damn. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Man, he, really? he was busy McTooning some shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the gasser after I ran it out of fuel once. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It was fine. Just play with it a little bit. It was good. And, but had an amazing time with all those guys. And all of them are flying absolutely amazing. And Angelo's flying is off the chain he's really getting getting out there jimmy tate's getting graded too as well he's putting down some flights and it was just a really good day of hanging out sweet that's awesome yeah it was real good yeah i um my week had uh oh well first of all i did get several logo 200 flights just in the yard because the weather's been decent enough for that yes that little heli is really nice to have for that very reason, um, had every intention, uh, wife's going in to get a total knee replacement next week. So she wanted to get a ride in on the electric bikes that we bought at the, I guess, uh, fall right before I hurt my ankle and then didn't really get a chance to do anything with them. So the weather was like, I think that was Saturday. And like you said, uh, Devin, it was beautiful out. It was Damn near 60 degrees, sunny. Uh, we went to the abandoned PA Turnpike tunnels, which is very eerie. Uh, Mile-long tunnels. No, that place looked creepy, man, for sure. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a nice ride, but it really, you know, even though it's an electric bike, you can make it, you can set it as such you're actually uh, pedaling you know you are you could do full throttle if you wanted it you know just all throttle but it, it really did uh it made me sore man so i was hoping to get to the field today or sunday um it was supposed to be warmer and just cloudy but it turned to rain did you guys i don't know if you got rain over there Devin, but it just rained all day here on sunday it was nice and sunny down where i was 
Yeah. Or was that today? No, that was today. It was Sunday we went to the... That's right. It was Sunday. It's a three-day weekend. I'm getting a little mixed up. Uh, today was supposed to be cloudy but warm. And it was warm, but it was raining. Uh, so, but I did get a message from one of the two fields that I belong to. And I, I'm going to have to... I'm pretty excited about this. I'm going to have to step my game up. Apparently, there's two new helicopter guys that joined out of the blue. Hey. Nice. Um... So, of course, I'm going to have to, I, well, I'm going to have to talk him into joining the other field because I don't like flying at that field. Uh, it's not a bad field. Uh, it's just the the timing is such that if you, I, I kind of like to fly er, earlier in the day and uh, up until one o'clock, you're flying directly into the sun. You know, after one o'clock, it, it starts to get to the point where it's behind you a little bit, but. So I go to the other field mostly. And if I fly in the evening, I go to, to that field. But apparently they're flying newer machines. They're flying some SABs out there. I don't know what size. I think someone said um, 580s. I, I'm not sure, though. So I'm going to have to figure that out and get in with them. And then I noticed I saw a post, and I'm going to try to get in touch with this guy, but apparently there's somebody who's active in the Hangout, and I can't remember the name, but I'm going to have to, um, from Lancaster. Or if you're from here, it's Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which isn't too far from me. So hey. the, the, the goal here, I guess, is, and I can kind of feel it happening. It's like um, in Montana, you know, when you're, when you don't really, I kind of envy you guys that have other people to fly with. And, you know, of course, Rob, you're kind of in that same boat at, right now. Um, you know, when you have, and that, that's kind of why I was briefly mentioning the sim like it'd be nice to have and, and they're easy to find i guess if i've looked if i would actually look i would find like regular sim sessions right that i could you know you got a little bit of accountability you're supposed to show up right you're supposed to show up you're supposed to sim for a little bit shoot the shit a little bit whatever but same thing with flying helis you know in, in person if there are other people that you're going to fly with you get to learn together you know and, and bullshit and it just makes it a little more enjoyable right Instead of just going to, uh, just, just kind of talk fly to yourself, yourself and fly, right? yeah, right. right. Which, there's nothing wrong with that, and I've done it for years and years and years. But I've always found that when I get an opportunity to, on the regular, fly with other folks, it just seems to happen more frequently, and things progress quicker, right? So I'm looking forward to that. I got to figure out that because Lancaster's not that far away, an hour or so. Maybe a little bit further, but uh, these two new guys. As far as that, it's like, you know, it's winter and it sucks, and I'm looking forward to summer or at least spring. But I, you know, it's going to be coming here shortly. I don't think winter here is too awful severe. I think it's going to start warming up uh, sooner than I anticipate. But um, weird things like I've been building wooden 3D models, mechanical models, that kind of shit. Uh, I love doing that kind of stuff. Still kind of playing around with getting a car, but I don't really want to do an RC car because I know you guys are like, you should just get a 110. I'm like, yeah, I, I, you're right. I probably should, but I kind of want to get a one-fifth gasser. And I was talking to the local hobby shop about that. And there ain't no damn place to run those around here. And I said, well, why do people, you know, you sell them. Obviously, people are running them somewhere. I'm like, yeah, but those are guys that have land and they're just kind of running them around on their own property and whatnot. So there's no established racing or 
bashing park or whatever for anything like that big. Hey, maybe you'll I get did. lucky and one of them new guys uh, that's flying has land. Be like, yo, I got this <laughs> one-fifth scale truck. Well, Do you want to play with it? The one flying field actually uh, that I don't particularly go to very often actually is, as long as no one's flying, obviously, it, it actually has some pretty good, you know, I don't know. It'd be a good place to run a big car like that. There's plenty of room. But yeah, yeah. Jump, jumps and shit. But uh, A lot of guys try and find a like a mountain bike pump track. Yeah. And they'll take it there. Yeah, I suspect that there's something like that out here. It's just um, my experience with that in Montana back when I was in the cars before I started doing helis. We used to go to a BMX track and we'd get run off that thing on the regular. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what you the can't be there when there's other people. Track? Well, it's like they don't even want us there even when they're not. They'll be driving by like, you're ruining our track, you know, and run us off and shit. So it is what it is. But I suspect there, there, there is a track here. There's an indoor track. I think I mentioned it once or twice. Carpet indoor. And they also got an outdoor track. So I don't know. I might, might look into that. But less likely to do the one-tenth um, for whatever reason. I just want to get a big, big one. Other than that, no, I haven't uh, really, you know, flying the 200, trying to get some time to uh, go to the field and get the others. Still haven't soldered my ESC in to the Kraken. Still? Still. <laughs> Dude, I just this weekend picked up a new soldering tip. That was uh, that was my excuse because I'd burnt um, the other tip was just needed to be replaced. And, of course, I did that and still haven't done it because i'm a slacker <laughs> but need to get that done need to get the uh i got the remaining parts for the 580 in um so i'm gonna try to finish that one too yeah for sure. i need to get some nitro yeah i want to see a video of that fucking thing yeah and uh kind of paralleling the 580 with the n7 that i just need to finish the setup on the n7 it's ready to go Scott's trying to talk me into buying an N7 from him. <laughs> it's a good deal. It's a damn good deal. That's all I have, guys. Should we move into the news? Do we have news? Nah. Oh, we got news. We got lots nah. of news. Nah. Nah. Oh, dude. <laughs> news. We need weak. some 70s porn music to go with that one. Oh, news. Yeah. News. Headline news. Yeah. Headline news. Can I get a show news? <laughs> I'm going to go take a shower and then I'm going to come back and do the news. <laughs> ah, make it cold. Oh, goodness. All right. In last week's episode, we, you know, gave our predictions for 2023, and wouldn't you know it, on the first day of 2023, the first prediction came true. All right, kind of. We, we sort of alluded to it as opposed to predicted it, but we're going to call it a success. Uh, so SAB uh, announced this week that they will be doing a limited production run of three of their past 700 size helicopters. So their first Goblin 700, uh, the Black Nitro, and the Black Thunder electric helicopter. Now, they're only going to make 50 of each kit. They're all going to be sort of individually numbered, um, you know, collector's item style. Um, 
no real info yet if that's 50 globally of each helicopter, which I think is what it is, is what is implied, but I don't know if that's true or how they're going to decide who gets them or how they're going to, you know, manage who's interested in them. I don't know. Um, but uh, put up kind of an informal poll on uh, Facebook uh, to ask if we felt like 50 was enough of each kit. And almost universally, folks said no. You know, they'd love to see more than 50. So who knows? Maybe if it sells out instantly, they'll consider, uh, you know, printing another 50 kits or whatever. Um, uh, I, you know, obviously the first thing people have been, uh, raising the flag for when they hear about this is like, well, what about spare parts? And don't worry, SAB has said that they will put back into production any of the spare parts that, uh, were discontinued that are associated with those kits. So don't worry there. You'll get, uh, they haven't said how long they'll get part support for, but, uh, I would guess two to three years at least. Um, but that's a guess. Don't hold them to that. Uh, no pricing has been announced for these kits yet, and they're going to become available sometime in January. Uh, so look for more info from uh, SAB on that one. Is there anyone here that's thinking about maybe trying to pick one of those up? I'm so upset. Because <laughs> you like wanted to get the sport? One. Yeah, like yeah. the sport line was so much better, and people are going to go, oh, no, the carbon one's better. I get it. The carbon frames are a little stronger. But the canopy fit better in the sport line. It was cheaper. The letters didn't come off when you rubbed it with a microfiber because it's nitro. The letters, you know, you got to clean it. So I used to have my, my K come off and my, my N come off a little bit whenever I rubbed it with a microfiber. And uh, I don't know. The sport line just never did any of that. It was just a flat paint job, simple, clean. Love that thing. So I like I'll probably still sure. buy one. But damn it. <laughs> Yeah, there definitely seems to be plenty of folks interested, you know, just looking around various social media groups. You know, I don't think they're going to have any trouble selling 50 of each. No, Maybe so, the no. original 700, they might have a little trouble, but the Nitro and the Thunder are going to go fast, I think. Yeah, they definitely discontinue those too soon. That's cool. They're putting it back out like that, even in, as a limited run, man. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, did anyone just, notice? Did anyone notice the OG had the DFC head on it? No. They did not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't have a swash driver. It's actually the legitimate original DFC version. Oh, wow. Wow. I can buy them all. Direct from Compass. NFCs. <laughs> Direct from Compass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the OG oh. clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So the next piece of news here is from Scorpion. So they've announced version 71 update to all their Tribunus 2 and two plus uh, USB equipped uh, ESCs. Uh, and this uh, includes some further updates to their protection uh, aspects. So uh, it has improved protection handling specific to when uh, DMAG protection is activated, uh, some expanded protection limits for use with a wider variety of motors, uh, similar to what they were talking about last time, and then adjustable protection safety margin, allowing users to override the safety protections for a specific application. So. I read those three things and I was like, okay, that sounds cool, but what does it really mean? Um, because I wanted to be able to explain it. So I reached out to someone, and this was actually just this afternoon at Scorpion, who got back to me almost immediately. So kudos to you. And this is what they wrote back to me. And it was such a good explanation. I thought I would uh, kind of just uh, skim through it here with you all. So uh, this is from the gentleman. I actually don't have a name at Scorpion who wrote back and said, uh, so the simplest explanation uh, that he can give is that as voltage is applied to each phase of the motor, the magnets magnetize and then demagnetize. And speed controllers use this demagnetization to keep timing of the position of the motor and keep everything synchronous, right? So, they, so that they know where the motor is. Um, 
So issues arise with some motors design which have too much prolonged demagnetization time, meaning that the phase does not demagnetize fully prior to getting to the next phase, and this causes the ESC to get out of sync. And some ESCs have this issue to drive such motors with this demag characteristic. I'm sure you've heard of people having to adjust ESC timing. This is similar, but a little bit of a different issue. But one step further, they go on to say, phase switching is every 30 degrees. It is not where in the 30 degrees of phase the ESC switched the timing. It's how the ESC detects physically where each 30 degree rotation of the motor is. So they go on to say the V70 was released months ago and had a new protection function they developed, which could successfully detect and manage such situations and continue to successfully drive a motor even in such an undrivable situation. It was very effective. They claim it solved about 99% of the problems they were seeing. V71 is a follow-on to V70, which has improves the handling of this protection when the DMAC protection is in a function making it smoother and more reliable in the remaining 1% of the time. And they also expand the protection margin, allowing for higher power to be maintained, even right on the edge of these DMAG issues. So basically, they've improved this process of managing this with a variety of motors with you know, different setups. Um, so further, they've actually made an adjustment where you can actually override the safety margin uh, that they choose in the software. By default, the setting is 30%, and that's what they recommend. Uh, you can actually lower it to the point that you can cause your... Uh, ESC motor combo to fail. So they do recommend if you are thinking of, you know, overriding these safety protocols that you reach out to them directly and explain your case and, you know, they can kind of guide you through that process. So hopefully that made a little bit of sense to folks. Um, I didn't want to just sort of list those features out without talking about them a little bit. Um, but it sounds like, you know, they've definitely put some thought into making their ESCs work better with a wider range of motors versus just their own. So that's great. Deep. It is deep. <laughs> yeah. and it took me a minute to wrap my head around it but uh, and actually you can find that on the scorpion power systems page find the post with the update and you can read that if you want to chew on it a little more uh, yourself and that's where their response is and also you can find more information at scorpionsystem.com apparently online it's pro pilots play games with all of us on social media week um so we've been we've been teased by a couple of pros um in the past couple of days. So Kyle Stacy posted a photo of a raw 700 today saying he's testing something new and letting us all guess what it is. And pretty much folks have guessed every part of the helicopter. And he said, no, it's not that. So it's not the Neo Evo. It's not, you know, new blades. It's not this, it's not the other thing. The only guess I have left is that maybe raw 800, just a guess. I don't know. Maybe they're going to officially release one. Who knows? But anyway, Kyle's plan was something new. No idea what that was. Anyone have any guesses on that one or see that post? I saw the post. Yeah. It's a Blade 900. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he's playing with something new, and usually when Kyle posts that he's playing with something new, it's something interesting. So uh, definitely keep your eyes on that one. And the other pro to post something peculiar was Nick Maxwell. So he posted a photo on the first of the year of one of his Spectre uh, enemies with the servos and the FBA, FBL flybarless uh, concealed behind a scribble of color with the hashtag New Year New Gear. So, of course, it's just a tease, no further indication what he's up to. So, clearly, a new FBL. I don't know if it's a new FBL from Futaba, whether he's maybe switching to a different, you know, whatever, whether he's creating his own fly wireless. I know Nick has done some work in the aerospace industry with a variety of stuff like that. So, you know, I would put that past him. Is he switching to the new V-Bar Evo? I don't know. Maybe he's got one of the rotor flight ones and he's playing with that. Who knows? 
and I have no clue what the servos, why those are covered up. Um, if he's trying something new or maybe there's a new one from Futaba. So look for more information there from Nick Maxwell in the near future. <laughs> Anybody got any guesses there? Wireless servos. Wireless servos. Yeah. Could be. be you got funny. wireless bike shifting, which is pretty similar to a servo in a way. Yeah, a little Bluetooth going on or something. I know what I hoped to, for. What was that? I was like, oh, maybe they're doing like a bus bar thing like MSH used to do. Ooh. I was like, that'd be super oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, better wire management system. Maybe they're programmable servos with removable leads. I don't know. <gasps> <laughs> Whoa. That would make me excited. Then we'd have two predictions come true in the first week. Wow. Oh, be awesome. Um, but speaking of other new stuff we've seen online, uh, I saw a photo posted of a new prototype motor from OMP Hobby. I'm going to guess that it's probably a Sunny Sky motor since they make all the motors for the, you know, the M2 and the M1, but maybe it's just an OMP branded motor. Um, but it was a green anodized motor in a Logo 700, so probably a 4525 size or thereabouts. Um, no further details yet, other than it's just being tested and evaluated for possible release. So stay tuned to OMP Hobby. Maybe they're going to get in the larger motor market. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, we, we do have a lot of news this week. And then uh, on top of that, Makata USA opened up pre-orders for the V-Control Evo and the V-Bar Evo in the United States. So Makato's uh, updated uh, V-Control Touch and uh, Flybarless orders went live randomly somewhere around four o'clock Eastern on the first with no announcement or fanfare. So for those of us that were trying to, you know, get in early in case there was limited stock, um, who checked it, there were some folks that stayed up from midnight <laughs> to 1am hitting refresh and then did finally gave up and went to bed. <laughs> um, I was not one of those, but I did feel I bad for those either. that were. Um, I did check about once an hour throughout the day and then I, you know, messaged those guys. So I was like, what's going on? I thought it was going live today. And, uh, but it kind of just turned on with zero fanfare at four o'clock. My guess is they were trying to avoid a rush that would, I don't know, cause some issues on the website or something. That's a guess. But, uh, I was able to, uh, go ahead and order myself a, a V control Evo and a couple of Neo Evos to go with it. Um, I will say, so as of this recording, um, Monday night around, uh, eight o'clock, uh, all of the colors are still available, including, you know, the standard black. Um, so if you haven't ordered one, they may or may not still be available for pre-order on Friday, uh, when you're probably listening to this. So go ahead and check that out at MikadoUSA.com. So what about, uh, the rest of y'all? Did anybody else pre-order one yet? Not yet. I, I have know. not done it yet. I have not either. pressure you to spend money, but what do you I don't mean? know if anybody said or not, does the Neo Evos work with the classics? Does anybody know? I don't know. Okay. Let us know so, when you do. Well, I was going to upgrade all my Neos to that because I think that's all that matters for 760. The radio, I don't think, has anything to do with it. Um, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. So I'd rather keep my radio. I love my aluminum classic. I'd rather just stick with it. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be missing out. I mean, I think eventually newer software releases will come out in a year, two years, who knows, yeah. um, where you'll start missing out on features uh, in that case. But. Certainly not immediately. All right, iPhone. I, I don't know the answer to that. The, the, the other thing I'm trying my to figure out. Is gonna st- my heli's going to start flying slower every month. <laughs> Battery lasts less. Uh, develops a wobble at nine months. I can't get over a thousand RPM now. 
<laughs> I feel like every time I think about this, there's another like compatibility thing that I don't know the answer to. So the latest one I thought of is, all right, maybe I'll keep my original V control touch and then use that for buddy boxing. But can you buddy box between new and old? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. You know, it kind of happens like as a backup transmitter, could, right? Yeah. Cause that would be great. Cause my son keeps showing an interest and I keep telling him as soon as he can hover in the sim, we're there, but, um, be nice to be able to buddy box him with that, but who knows? Dude, for as much as all this shit costs, that all they are, it should all just be cross compatible right out of the box. I think it's going to be, um, but I just don't know. And I certainly don't want to say it is and then guess and be wrong, but I don't know. There, but that's certainly exciting. Um, I got myself a nice, uh, nice blue one. So we're going to try, uh, having a colored one this time. Mm. Just boring black. Devin, are you going to get one? I want to. And I so, will. The talk, is it confirmed that there's a limited run on the first order? Nope. Is that, okay. That, all right. Yeah, no, I want to get one. I'm just going to get a flat black, the, the stock color. Mm-hmm. And then get a wrap for it. I nice. kind of like the yellow one myself. I don't know why, but I do. You know what one looks horrible on the website, but in person looks badass? Is like the brown coffee colored one. Yeah. Yeah. Mocha. I, I almost like bought that, that one. They're um, more expensive, aren't they? The a little bit, ones? yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of it, but a little bit. I thought it was like 200 bucks difference. I thought it was only like 80 or 100. Oh, it's even more worth it. But it's po- probable that I just told myself that to justify it. <laughs> Without <laughs> actually doing the math. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's and, cool. So uh, they're waiting on uh, FTC approval before those yeah. or that, that certification to come through. Yeah. So I understand, you know, they're waiting on, you know, FCC approval um, before that release. I haven't seen FCC. anyone FCC, sorry, um, approval before FCC, they can ship yeah. them. But I haven't seen anyone with one in hand, not even in Europe. And I think they're supposed to start shipping beginning of this year in Europe. So, okay. um, so I don't know. I don't know if they're manufactured and waiting. I don't know, you know, if they're just literally sitting there waiting for stickers on the back uh, or what the deal is. I think they're being kind of <laughs> tight lipped about that or just them. not talking about it. They're sitting there holding them right now going, <laughs> they're, they're, taking, <laughs> they're taking the Nintendo route on that. Yeah. What's the Nintendo route? It's where you create mass hysteria and then you only release a very small limited number. So the price gets crazy. Yeah. Well, they have them in stock. They just don't release them. God, we just want to make enemies today, don't we? Holy shit. I know. I don't know. I'm just saying they, maybe they, maybe they're doing it that don't way. Don't the Germans. I'm going to come for you. I'm going to program your radio to crash your helis. Yeah. Dude, what would really suck? Yeah, is I'm ordering one, so they better not. It would really suck if, for some random reason, the FCC is like, you know, nah, <laughs> you got to change a bunch of shit. That I mean, would not be good. The brief that explanation I've crappy. heard about the FCC is that because all that's really functionally changed is the chip, it should be a fast approval process because so much is similar to the already approved model, and so they'll just explain the differences and they'll go, oh yeah, that's fine. Well, that's I the mean, last time they just added a screen to it, and then the FCC was like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Yeah, Four months later. There's nothing quick. I've gone through that process with Skyfish. There's nothing quick about that process. Yeah. It, it's a fucking nightmare. 
And if anyone's wondering about ship dates for these, all we've heard is Q1 2023, so sometime in the first three months of the year. And pre-orders do require payment in full. Mm-hmm. Yes, ouch. Yeah, which is kind of unique, right? I think our industry is a little unique in that way, although I guess there's some other ones, more custom manufacturing where that's normal. But, uh, you know, it's a small like, industry. They can only like afford to make some money. Shit we haven't built it yet. Yeah, I, mean, I can get a Tesla for a hundred bucks down, right? Yeah, but that's not that. <laughs> no, it isn't. All right. Speaking of pricing, we've got some news of the week, and that's that uh, Align has announced pricing for their TB seventy seven hundred size electric helicopter. So clearly, everyone saved all the news for after the holiday, and then there's been a lot going on this week. Um, so we now understand the combos. It's going to be available in three different versions, as well as the prices for each. So we'll talk a little bit about those now. So, uh, you know, you may recall that this helicopter was initially a little bit controversial due to um, mm-hmm. it copying initially, at least in the renders, you know, some drawings of the initial design, the SAB RAW 700. Uh, the final design, however, eliminated almost all of those concerns, um, if not all of them. Um, so... It's now uh, you know, definitely a lot different than what we initially saw. But now with that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about these combos. Um, so you actually cannot purchase just the airframe. Each combo comes with at least a little something extra. So the quote-unquote kit version, which is the closest you can buy to just an airframe, is uh, US $939. Um, and that includes the kit plus a motor plus blades. You get an Align 850MX brushless motor which is essentially a 45-35-490 kV, as well as a line main and tail blades. And uh, speaking of blades, the TB70 can take up to 730 millimeter main blades and up to 115 millimeter tail blades. And then next up from there is the Super Combo. Uh, that one is going to cost you US $15.99. And Align says this is for Sport and 3D. And for that, you get the airframe, blades, the motor, 130 amp ESC, and both cyclic and tail servos. Now, note that this does not include an FBL, uh, which I'm not mistaken, a line used to include in these super combos, but uh, has wisely chosen to not do that because I know they were known to include some slightly inferior FBLs in the past. So they've clearly realized that people have some strong preferences there and not to bother. And then the final combinations for these. So if you're looking for just a little more high-end, you know, top-level performance out of their kits, you can get the top combo. Uh, this one raises the price to US 1888. And then for this combo, Alan kicks the KV of the motor up to 540 KV from 490 in the others. Uh, they upgrade the ESC to a 200 amp model. They drop the pinion down a tooth uh, for a max quoted RPM of 2400. And you also, of course, get. Uh, uh, your blades and your cyclic and tail servos. Um, so that's all three combos. So they range in price from nine thirty nine to about twice that at eighteen eighty. What does everybody Have feel about the price and the combos? I actually think they're really good prices. Yeah, you get just about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have we seen good, how? Have we seen up close pictures how drastically it's diverted from? Yeah, there's a there's a fair amount of photos out of there. there. I mean, you can see that you know there's an exposed main gear and you know it's our exposed drivetrain. It's not sealed anymore. The servo layout's different again. You know, a variety of things got changed from the renders. Quite a lot, in fact. The same, you know, overall shape, design of the canopy, and the sort of appearance of the side frames from the side is still the same, but everything else was kind of you know tweaked. 
How, yeah. are there, how are their electronics? So I've never owned one of these Align Super Combo kits. So they're servos and ESCs. I think the ESCs are rebranded Hobby Wings. Is that if right? If, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, if they're the high voltage servos, they're actually pretty good servos. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not terrible. I mean, uh, we used to fly them a lot back in the day when they were, Align was more prevalent, I guess, more re- relative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're different now. I think they're Savop servos now. Oh, are they? Yep. Okay. At least lost I heard. Watching hmm. some of those test flights, they're banging on them hard. So if that's the super combo servos in there, they look like they're up to the task. Yeah, I think those are all probably the top combo kits uh, that you're seeing. For 10 minutes videos. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I bought one um, just to see what you get out of the box, and it's fine. Yeah. Works great. The only thing I had to change was the tail blades because it had that stereotypical 700 hum at certain RPM but right. changed it to spin blades or something and it flew awesome. Servos were good. ESC obviously was good. Motor had a ton of power. The motor was a little hot, but whatever. Like it's a lot cheaper than anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty decent value. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bought a, an Align electric combo, but I bought, I bought uh, the nitros, a lot of those, but didn't have any problems with them. Loved them back in the day. Right on. Well, pre-orders should be open very soon. We don't have a date yet other than just lots of hype and build-up coming to it uh, from Align's marketing team. But uh, I would expect to see pre-orders probably within the month of January is my guess. And then shipping, you know, somewhere. I don't know. I think you'll see them by the end of Q1 as a rough guess, but we're still waiting on hearing officially from Align. And uh, with that, that's all I got for news this week. Last week we talked about um, what we thought might happen in the hobby, and we mentioned that a little bit. This week we're going to talk a little bit about predictions for ourselves, some New Year's resolutions, if we've uh, if we've made any, what they are, and uh, how, how many of us have already broken <laughs> the resolutions that we may have made just a day or two ago. I um, I'm not one to make. New Year's resolutions. I never really have, and I always used to say kind of that cliche, my New Year's resolution is to not make a New Year's resolution, but, you know, that's kind of sticking to that, I guess. I just never really have been one to do that. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to go through first. I'm going to make predictions for, for everybody here. So Scott's going to be a pro racer. He's going to be racing cars, flying helicopters on the side. Painting bodies for a living. Of course, I think he was <laughs> mentioned something about that. Um, actually, I think in, in reality, I think this year, and I, this little bit of inside knowledge here, I don't know, uh, just because, you know, con- conversing with the guys, uh, and maybe I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but I think Scott this year is going to focus a little heavier on competition with helis. Yeah. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's, that's a good one. I think you'll do real well at that. I think uh, Rob is going to venture this year. He's going to venture into the 700s. I see that happening for Rob. I don't, know, I, don't know what, I don't know what that looks like as far as what brand, what manufacturer, but I think he's going to go for something a little bit bigger this year. Rob, what do you think? Mm, maybe. There'll be dragons afoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds intriguing. Yeah, I got to get into something like that one of these days. Devin, his balls are going to drop this year. 
Finally. <laughs> kidding, Devin. Only kidding. Uh, I like it. You, you do? Yep. I think Kevin's all, or Kevin, oh my God. Who are you? Who, Who the fuck is you? Kevin? Who's Kevin? Kevin is going to, that's my middle name. I, I'm just wishful thinking. I think uh, Devin this year is going to also focus on competitions a little bit harder this year. He's not really mentioned that to us, but I think deep down he wants to. Is that a, is that a true statement, Devin? I was toying with the idea. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And um, Nick is going to be a technical writer for um, many different manufacturers by the end of this year. He's going to be <laughs> writing manuals for people. For millions of dollars. Millions. <laughs> so he's going to remember the little people when you when the millions start rolling in. That just makes me think of one million dollars. <laughs> Ten million. Don't worry. I'll send you some tail blades. Uh-huh. Scott needs those. Yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> right? Some previously reviewed tail blades. Uh, New Year. I mean, as far you know, one thing that I would like to see for myself this year, um, and, and I've said it many times over the years, is I, I really hope this is the year that I actually start building a scale heli. That's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, and I don't know how deep into that I want to go, whether it's, you know, like a turbine heli, I'm not sure, but probably not start there anyway. That'd probably be a wise decision, but. Right. Uh, I, you know, I've always wanted to do that. I'd like to, that's something I would like. I don't know that, it, that that's going to happen because there's still a few helis that I'd like to acquire. Um, Gasser being one. Um, more consistent flying would be nice. Trying to figure out that balance between work life, family life, and flying life. Um, I think in the summer, it's a lot easier to do with the longer days. Here in the winter, um, it's not. <laughs> it's easy for me anyway with the cold weather and the shorter days. Um, trying to get, you know, the family life is important. It never used to be for me, obviously, being single forever, but um, now it's something that I really need to focus on. Um, and it's not a, you know, it's not something I regret happened to do. I actually really enjoy it when Elaine and I can get out and go do things, and we typically do every weekend, but that's really my only free time uh, when it comes to flying. In the summer, when it's nicer, longer days, get home at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, Shit, you still got three, three and a half hours, right? Before you can, uh, longer if you want to stick out some late evening flights. But, you know, in the winter, it's harder. I would like to see a little more consistency in the winter flying. Um, but that's really, that's really, I think, when it comes to the hobby, that's really what I would like to see. I don't, not necessarily want to call that a New Year's resolution, but I do think it's something I'd like to strive to accomplish. Uh, a gasser by the end of the year, I, I actually think that's going to happen much uh, quicker than that. Um, but other than getting uh, getting that balance figured out, getting a gasser, maybe starting on a scale heli, um, that's really about it. I don't need any more helis. I've got plenty. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just getting some of those other types of helis um, that I'd like to have sorted out but uh as far as like standard 700 ish type helis i'm not interested necessarily in any acquiring any more of those this year at all that about nice. sums it up for me 
Nice. Hmm. Well, I have some predictions as well. They're they're sort of similar. I got to thinking about it, and I feel like I was thinking, you know, Devin, you're kind of a hot shot, and I feel like doing some structured contest. I think you're gonna blow it up. So I I predict to see you and Scott both doing that. Um, I don't know. I, I predict Scott's gonna be fucking with cars through the summer too, though. Now, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm hopeful, though. I'm hopeful that you transition your airbrushing skills over to helicopter parts and side frames and canopies and neat little things to paint for people, you know, with your airbrush. Yeah, yep, I think so. Um, Yeah, Nick, I think that, uh, I don't know, man, you keep doing what you're doing, and I don't know, your day job takes you around quite a bit, so it's not like you could take over Sean's job, but um, I I picture you all fully shaft deep in... (laughs) <laughs> some sort of some sort of uh angle that has to do with marketing and and helping to, to kind of deploy some of this stuff. I think it's super cool that you got to edit that manual and I I predict more more of that kind of shit cuz you're you always like doing that shit, you know. Yeah, so, helping to grow brands. I think that's pretty fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, fuck I mean? yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to watch you do it, man. It's good for the hobby. Oh. It's really yeah, it good is. for the hobby. It's I picture good for you me too. I don't know why. I just have a lot of fun oh. doing it. So oh, it's sure. easy to do because it's fun. Right. Yeah. See, that's the cool thing too. It like the hobby is able to express itself in a ton of ways, right? And it doesn't have to necessarily be with a helicopter in the middle of the air. You know, you're doing all kinds of other shit in this hobby too. So that's pretty rad. So um Daniel, the last prediction of the night. Okay, so Dan, I predict that um you'll get your gasser for sure. I just I'm when I got to know you again, I was surprised you didn't have any. I was like, what? Yeah. No gasser? No. So I think you're going to have that. Um, I'm hopeful that when I get to see you, when, once I get to see you guys all in person and stuff, that um, you'll be able to show us some heavy, hard sport there, you know? Because we talk about helis and stuff, but I don't know really at all like what you can actually do in the helicopter, with the helicopter. So, but I predict that you'll you'll be able to 3D it up. A little I can bit. hover with the best of them, dude. Yeah, yeah. With we'll the see there. So by the end of the year, you'll be doing pyro TikToks next to Scott. There you go. There it is. Hell yep. yeah. Yeah. And then for me, for Heli, like for resolutions, you know, I'm kind of the same as you, Dan. I don't really make a ton of personal resolutions. I know when I was younger, I was really into the whole idea, but it, it just like inevitably, it seems to turn out yeah, pick some super, some kind of a superficial resolution, and then you forget about it in a couple of weeks, you know. And, and in my later years, you know, moments, opportunities for life improvement just present themselves, and I seem to be able to recognize them in near real time. So I just take advantage when they come, you know, so I don't have to stack them up. But for like heli related, you know, I did make a, a, a hard decision this year that I'm going to. You know, I talked in other episodes about trying to be prepared with spares and stuff and how that helps with, you know, you're going to go out and crash. I'm going to have to wait a couple of weeks or this or that. The one spare that I I never really seem to stack up just because they're a little high buck, a little more high dollar spare is blades, right? So I'm going to try and get myself to a place where I've always got like a couple of pairs of blades left. I, my X5, I've got like two extra sets of spares that I've been just kind of lugging around from you know, get to rematch blades together and find the closest weights and this and that. But 
but I still have like enough for two more. I could just tank it twice and still put it together and fly. And I got to get the other birds there. So that's my personal heli goal as far as my hobby maintenance, right? So you fools are going to be out there spending two grand on a radio and I'm just going to have a bag full of blades. And <laughs> so I can, I can Ernie Garcia Alba it up and just fuck my helicopter up and just put it back together. <laughs> it won't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, bro. No, I like watching you fly, man. Keep doing that. And so I'll be able to do that too. A little bit more like, um, just letting yourself go. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's always those mental hangups. And I feel like one of the ones I want to be prepared for is to have blades and also to try different blades. I always see people post up of like, Oh yeah, I tried these new Azure blades. They're pretty red. I'm like, sweet. Next time I got 90 bucks and I don't have to spend it on something else. Maybe I'll get that, you know? Uh, and it never comes. So this year I'm going to make a room for it. That's all I got. That's awesome. All right. My predictions, Scott. Yeah. Competition scene. You've talked about it a lot. That's pretty, pretty obvious what's coming up with that. Nick, he's going to organize his workbench about three times in the next two days. <laughs> Fuck you. Re redo it a week later. Yep, yep. Build a helicopter and look at it and go, this one needle is out of place. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> Dan is going to do a couple hand swipes this season for sure, especially for the gasser. He's going to be he's going to look at his table and go, there's not enough room and all we're going to hear on over the microphone is as everything falls off the <laughs> table. <laughs> Rob, I would love to uh, a prediction besides the 700 that Dan came up because I do see that because you're loving all your bigger helis. Now, even though you do love your smaller helis, when you go out and fly your bigger helis, you're just like, oh, it feels so good. But another one is hitting up a fun fly where we're all together if it yeah. whether it's east coast yeah. mid 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 east and anywhere just hitting up a fun fly we're all together fuck yeah and then for myself this has kind of been like i've been i made it a couple months ago and i never really started focusing on it till now was reversals and um so oh, that's yeah. that's my focus reversing pyro flips and pyro tiktoks and just basically reverse whatever I can. So that's that's this season. Nice. That's awesome. I can do reversals. I can reverse my takeoff into a crash. Yeah. <laughs> I can go up and down. I can do some sometimes controlled, honey sometimes hop. not. Yeah. yeah. I can I can reverse my assembly. Dan is the king of going up and down real quick. Quickly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love those beans, man. Love them. Exactly. Slice salami. All right, I got some predictions here. All right, so so Dan, these these are for you. So I don't think you're going to get another helicopter, but I do think you're going to stretch one of your Soxos kits to the 800. You're going to get tired mm. of having two 700s. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to purchase, build, and sell your gasser all before 2024 due to a what? complete and total lack of soul and too much noise. <laughs> you're doing a little bit of projection there, I think. But it's possible. Bit. It's possible. Could I'm just be. saying. Could be. It's no nitro. That's all I'm saying. I object. Uh, I think, and this ties into that last point, I think at some point during the year, you're going to reconsider all of your RCHN casting choices. <laughs> Dude, he does that every episode. Just solo monologue show for an hour. Hey, this is going to be boring. 
Just Dan by himself. Where's the rest? Oh, they're fired. <laughs> Elaine would be the only <laughs> listener. <laughs> oh, goodness. And I think you're going to purchase one of the Align TV70s. And when we ask you for a detailed review, you're just going to go, meh, over and over. That's going to be all we're going to get Nah. No, but seriously, though, mostly I think you're just going to enjoy an awesome year back in the hobby, you know, a full year, uh, getting your flying groove back on. Um, and uh, just having an awesome time of it, both the podcast and flying and, and just the whole hobby. Just having yeah. a great year. All right, Devin, I think you're finally going to rebuild that Flash helicopter, uh, as well as one other new yet-to-be-announced helicopter from Oxy. And I think you're going to do a lot of good to help rebuild the Oxy brand in the United States as they get back on their feet. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yes, sir. Uh, and I think you're going to get one month in this year free of vehicle-related problems, crashes, or incidents. The other 11 months, you're completely fucked. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Not another tranny, please. <laughs> All right. Rob, for you, uh, I think we're going to get you to fly a 700 size helicopter this year at some point. And then I think you're going to look at us and decide that you're actually happier with 600 and below size birds, despite oh. everyone thinking that you're missing oh, out. I think you're going to realize that you're not. Mm, okay. Maybe, maybe. And then, uh, no surprise here, I think you're going to be the first of us to dig into and maybe get a chance to review the new Rotor Flight open source FBL when that becomes available. And then uh, I think we're going to lose you for a couple of months from the podcast as you depart to host a sideshow circus and finally realize the full potential of that handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to get my, my little stand and my wand. You betcha. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I just got some beard wax for that fucker this evening. I was going to say, how much right? wax do you go through on that, man? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Just got me some. Smells like Elmer's glue. I'm like, yes. It's, it's got some. It's got staying power. What it's, happens it's, when you're eating something and you accidentally lick your beard? as you or your your mustache? Does it get your tongue get stuck to it because you put so much wax in it? Or I've been I've been known to get it wet or get food in it. There's a specific way you have to drink with a handlebar mustache, where you fold the mustache back with the tip of the cup, and then you drink in between it. Like a like a seal or something. I don't know. Like how strong is it? Can you like hang an onion ring off the end of it? Oh uh, no, I don't got that kind of kung fu yet. But maybe okay. by the end of twenty twenty three, we'll see. That's All great. right. So Scott, I didn't forget about you. Don't worry. Uh, I think you're going to also disappear from RCHN for a few episodes sometime in January to pursue the car racing circuit full time. I think you're going to be the only <laughs> A main heli pilot to also be on the A main car racing team. And also pick <laughs> yeah, up right. sponsorships from Hobbywing yeah. on the car side as well. But we're not doing it up like Bo Jackson. I still <laughs> think you're going to build and sell at least four 700 size helicopters this year. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> and I think you're probably going to be the only one of us that can tell the difference between the flying performance of the old and new Neo. The rest of us are going to be like, I don't know. Seems the Devin. same to me. <laughs> oh, Devin. I don't know. Nah, we'll see. I don't think so. I don't know. It seems the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then no surprise here, but I do think you're definitely going to start out painting car bodies, but then you're going to quickly progress into offering body painting services of fun flies. Ooh, Ooh. that's a real idea. And also heli parts, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean body painting, not car yes. bodies. Yeah. All right. Personal <laughs> hobby goals for 2023. I might be a little optimistic here, but I'm going to start with the same 
damn goal I had for this past year and completely and utterly failed that, which is I really want all my figure eights and I'm missing the inverted versions of them still. So I really need to get that done. I've just been lazy and I start doing other more fun stuff. I've made a lot of progress in the last year in my flying, but I haven't done that. So I, I got to get off my ass and get that done. Nice. Um, and as part of that mission, and I've done a lot to help with this, but I just haven't done it, is regular sim use during business travel. There's half of the year I'm on the road where I could be simming for 20 minutes a day. So I need to make that happen. <clears throat> uh, on top of that, really need to pick one of my helicopters and do not customize it and just make it my practice heli and just really, you know, lose that emotional attachment, treat it like a tool, like Scott says, and just have at it and stop worrying about it. So, and that may mean reorganizing the fleet. I might shave a heli or two. I don't know, but whatever. I've got to, I've got to make sure I have that practice helicopter and just pile the flights on it. Yeah, um, for sure. And much like what Rob was saying, so Rob, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit here. I would like to work towards either growing the podcast or the HeliDirect videos, or I want to get to the point, and maybe this is two years from now, maybe it's five years from now, maybe it's never, I don't know, where people are sending me new products to objectively test and review, like sending me something I can do an honest video on and have the right to say, no, I'm not doing that if I don't like it. Um, yeah, That would be yeah. really fun. I would really enjoy that. And then the last one, Nitro, question mark. Ooh. Oh shit! Do it, dude. Oh my god, so, the organizer is gonna have to clean his heli every thirty seconds. There is that. You got to develop a special spray, Nick. That way, when you're yeah. done flying, just be like, and it just, pew, just, just clean it all. And you're like, yeah. Oh, there you go. So, Nick, I think that your goal of becoming a reviewer of sorts for various products is is very realistic. And I think you're going to be doing that a lot sooner. I mean, you're kind of already doing it, but I think you're going to be doing it at a scale, which I think you want to do it. Yeah, agreed. Probably a lot quicker than, because you're really good at that. Some people are just really good at it and you're one of them, right? So I think that's going to happen for you for sure. Like Ooh, in the drone good. world, there's Josh Bardwell. You're like that for the heli world. You totally could blow it up like that. Yeah, I think so. We'll see, but I hope so. Nick. Devin. I think um, sticking landings on auto should be another one. Yeah, oh. that should be one. That should be one. <laughs> Let's be realistic with our goals, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time. Yes. Winning an auto contest. How's that? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Scott just doesn't want to participate in this conversation. No, I just want to make sure everyone else is done. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> He's getting ready. He's like, oh, yeah. Right. He's warming I mean, up. I got my sappy stuff first, so we'll do resolutions. So... My New Year's resolution, I think I'm going to have to go with 1080p. Not quite as good as 4K, but I mean, it gets the job done. It's a little easier, so. Yeah, smaller file size. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go with that. No, seriously, though. Um, so I got four things. It's not really a resolution. It's just like kind of a change of life slash things I want to focus on. So the first one's going to be don't try and please everyone. You can please some, but you're always going to anger some just by pleasing those few. So uh, we, we kind of found that out with the, um, you know, the discussion of that fun fly that happened. And then our apology after that, it's like we pissed off one group and then we tried to kind of, well, didn't try to, but they opened our eyes to how we screwed up. So we tried to apologize, pissing off a whole other group. So based on that, I'm just, I don't know, it's happened a couple times in my past that I just need to 
to focus on doing the right thing. And whoever gets mad gets mad. Whoever is cool is cool. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, I want to treat myself like someone I'm trying to help. There's countless times that when I'm trying to help someone, I'm giving them the absolute priority and running myself ragged, just trying to make sure that they've got what they need to get what they have. Um, but I treat myself like shit. Like I never, I never make sure that I've got what I need and my ducks are in a row. It's just like, I'll, I'll figure myself out later. Let's get the, all this going. So I need to still help people, but I do need to try and treat myself a little bit better than, than I have been. Boring. Yeah. Uh, number three is a big one. Certain people are not meant to be in your life forever. If your well-being isn't a concern of theirs, then move on. Um, I've made a lot of friends over the years. I've uh, met a lot of really cool people. Friendships have grown. Friendships have kind of shrunken off and disappeared and fizzled. Um, and it is what it is. If if they're a really good friend, they'll be around. They'll they'll care what's going on with your life. If they're not, they won't. Um, and it is what it is. People just come in and, and pass yeah. over time. At times, dude, you just you just have to squash a friendship. That's just yeah. the rule of life. Yep. And even not, you know, forcing it to end or anything like that. Just right. don't yeah. focus on it. I used to beat myself up about it. If someone got really upset or they started not hanging out anymore or they didn't want to chat anymore or something like that, it's like it is what it is now. If mm-hmm. if they want to have a friendship as bad as you want to have a friendship, it will never fade, kind of thing. Yeah. And if it begins to fade away and it drifts off, then that's that's it. That's just the way things go. And the last one to me is the most important one. It's going to be focus on being the person that I want my kid to know me as. So there's, yeah, there's a bunch buddy. of things I've been working over the past couple of years to make sure that, you know, my ducks are in a row. I am the kind of person I want to be. Um, been working on my weight, been working on, you know, stop drinking energy drinks, eating right, getting to work on time and, you know, a bunch of little silly things that seem minuscule and not important, but together you know the equal who you are and i just want to make sure that i am the person that i want my kid to see me as and someone i want to be a you know my kid base his life on so wait you want your kid to be an ass <laughs> i'm only kidding <laughs> only kidding <laughs> come on oh man an rc car driving ass what yes yeah. <laughs> come on now all right well oh, that's I a good one man that's gonna cool. be an Truly ass respectable <laughs> enviable goals dude good on you yeah, yeah. i agree dude the maintenance of the self is the most important maintenance that anybody could ever do. Your own self and the way you think and feel about things is of utmost importance. So good on you, man. Yeah. I definitely went about everything the wrong way for a large majority of my life and kind of kind of came to head in the beginning of 2021. So open my eyes to a lot of things. Now we're going to start doing things right. But you did call me an ass. So let's roll with... Uh, Predictions for everybody else. (laughs) Lay it on me, brother. Hell yeah. Uh, Devin. Devin's going to find himself a lot lizard. Um, And this lot lizard has a kid. And he's going to find her in one of his business trips. And he's going to fast track himself into the married life. (laughs) And he's going to have no time to fly. Oh, no. Yep. They're going to end 2023 (laughs) with big news. They have a second child coming along soon. Oh, and a divorce. It. Yep, and a divorce. <laughs> oh, no. So he's going to end the year with a messy custody battle, and Devin takes up day drinking. Fucking <laughs> alimony's wow. a bitch, brother. <laughs> I think the only thing that's missing is and gain 100 pounds. 
<laughs> oh yes, that's fifty gains fifty pounds. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. You, oh, you can't. Wait, wait till you're divorced with that. two kids. Yeah, yeah, dude, and chasing a lot lizard around all day. Yep, that lot lizard gets you. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was literally switch over the, the last tunings. thing I expected there. Okay. <laughs> you got to switch over your heli tuning skills to make moonshine instead. <laughs> Uh, I did do one for myself because I have nothing better to do in life. Um, I'm going to forget how to fly due to playing with stupid RC cars. And tr- <laughs> I'm going to try to find a way to quit my day job and fund it with RC. I will be unsuccessful and homeless <laughs> by February. And <laughs> I will get so high on paint fumes that I purchase a new V-Bar control touch before the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it comes around full circle. Uh-huh. Then we're back in helis. Dan, Dan's mm. going to get super frustrated with sparkly sweatpants and he's going to have a nervous <laughs> breakdown. He is then immediately booking a flight for Montana and he's never going to be heard from again while he softly <laughs> whimpers in his homeland. I'm going to go live in the Unabomber's cabin. <laughs> in in Montana. Oh God. Yo. He is the Unabomber. Heating oh, your trailer by rubbing your sweatpant legs together. There you go. <laughs> That's how he lights up his room at night with no power. He rubs That's his right. legs together with his sweatpants. Yeah. Sparkles. <laughs> and I shock my ass with it. Yeah. Oh, God. Use the thighs like a flashlight. Yeah. Rob, you're going to eat one too many edibles and find yourself somehow <laughs> recording episode 358 of the Free Fall RC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here, guys. Wait. (laughs) Where is everybody? There's no one here but me. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm crying over here. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Got real quiet. I did get quiet. Scott laughed himself into a stroke. Oh, no. I know. He must have fallen (laughs) off his chair. Oh, my God. I was muted. Oh, no. Okay. Do that last one again. Yeah, did we at least get Rob's in? Oh, yes. yeah, we got all yeah, the yeah, <laughs> Much, much laughter. All right. Then Nick. Okay. Nick is going to stop resisting the movement and join the forest people in the battle to protect the trees. He will take up <laughs> hand-to-hand combat <laughs> oh, skills no. in order to push the cause to fruition. Hashtag, we are one. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, come back. No. <laughs> going to be one of them, dude. Oh, one of us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, and then goals. I, I filled this out too, so I might as well go over it. Um, I do want to be competitive in Surface RC. That is a goal of this year. Um, I've only done club races here locally, but I've been doing pretty good. Landed on the podium almost every week. Uh, someone's laughing right now because they'll be like, oh, that's nothing. You're going to get your ass kicked at a big event. Probably, but I'll have fun doing it. Yeah. Um, I did notice a direct improvement, like I mentioned, with flying based on this RC stuff and the fact that the cars require quite a bit of accuracy when you're driving, not to clip the corners and stuff. So I definitely want to see if that improves my RC flying. And I kind of want to start an RC side business painting bodies just to get some extra funds. Apparently people charge like anywhere from 60 to 100 bucks for a painted body and yeah, I somehow I'm good at it. I don't know why. I literally don't have an artistic bone in my body as far as like physical paint and drawing. I fucking suck at drawing. But 
this shit's like real life Photoshop with layers and everything and, and what you can do with the mask and the cutting and stuff. And it, it somehow I'm good at it. I don't know how. So we're and gonna you got roll to with that. it down and everything, man. You're, oh, you're yeah. Golden. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. It's so therapeutic. I sit and I watch movies. I've been binge watching the, um, what do you call it? Mandalorian. Cause that shit nice. came out when my kid was born, so I couldn't watch it. So now I'm in the garage on my own. He's asleep watching Mandalorian and painting bodies. And I think it's cool. An extra hundred bucks a week or something wouldn't be bad. Extra sure. hobby money. Yeah. yeah, man. Plus it'd yeah. be fun. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's my goal. Nice. Very good. It's awesome. I'm glad uh, you wrapped us up because that was damn funny. That was good. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I've got two things that I'd like to talk about with you guys. Just two. Um, one of them is kind of serious. One of them is a little bit of a joke. But um, we're all what, fired. The first, <laughs> no, <laughs> the first thing is um, I actually, you know, and, and what made me think of it was when Rob was talking about we're going to hear the the arm push off the table and, and things need to go. So I actually kind of in this weird place where I do actually have to downsize my area, which, which ultimately means that I'm going to have to get things organized. Cause when, you know, and you got when you've got a fair amount of space, it's pretty easy to not let things stay organized just because you've got space. Right. But when you have a limited amount of space, yeah, then you got to think out of the box. Yeah. Things have to be thought out a little bit. And the reason it's kind of exciting for me because I'm considering buying a pool table and that's going to take up a Ooh. big chunk of this, of this room, which means if we do that, my wife and I were talking about that. She's like, um, we'd have to switch everything. And she said, I am not going to sit and watch TV and look at your shit. Okay. So <laughs> you're going to have to figure something else out. So anyway, I'm going to look at doing that. We'll see what that what that brings, but dude, I, know, predict, I, I, I predict. I predict after you get that pool table in there, I predict that's going to be the building table. That's what I was going to say. Two months, there's going to be oil stains <laughs> on that fucking. Oh film. No, oh, no, yeah. no, no, yeah, it's, it's going to be covered in heli parts, oh, no. blade scrapes and shit. That's one thing about I take pool pretty seriously. I, I used to shoot a lot of competitive pool, and I'm getting back into that a little bit. And, yeah, uh, that's yeah. kind of why I want to get a pool table again, but. um that's that's another story. The second one's a little more serious, and it's got to do with, um, I don't know if it's my age. I don't know. And, and it's got to do with with flying and things that I I really am struggling with. And, and I'm going to just go ahead and say what I'm struggling with is fear. And why I am struggling with fear uh, when it comes to flying, and this is a thought that that I've noticed over the last, I don't know, four, five weeks when obviously we had that cold snap. It really didn't come into play there. But this weekend in particular, um, there was, I, I could have probably gotten a couple of flights in, but I, I'm, I'm, when, I, when I say I'm, I'm struggling with fear, it's like, it's a roadblock. It's a reason that I'm um, maybe not as excited to load the helis up and go fly. And, and in particular, it has to do with my eyesight and my perceived, it's like, I don't trust that I'm seeing the heli as well as I need to. And these things can be dangerous as we all know. And this is something I've, I've been working through probably, I don't know, for the last several months. 
And I'm not quite sure how to get past it. And I, and I can't help but wonder if there are a lot of folks out there that are in a similar situation. And this is completely, we had no intention of talking about this, by the way. This just kind of popped into my head as we were going through some stuff. Yeah. So I don't, you know, it could maybe we leave it for another discussion or we just quickly go over some points or maybe you guys have some ideas. I don't know. But the thing is, is I can't help but wonder if there are folks out there that are similar to me that really enjoy, like I, dude, I love this hobby. I love building helis and I love going to the field and I love, you know, hanging out with other heli guys and, and I have fun when I'm flying. But when it's like that initial spool up, getting the heli into the air, I get this sometimes, and I don't want to say it's debilitating, but it certainly is a roadblock in that I let that plan, or I let that play into the, the, the prospect of actually going to the field. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, it makes total sense. Dan, it's, it's wild you bring that up because that's something I've noticed myself too, is this, and it might, maybe it is an age thing and I have astigmatism, you know, and I wear prescriptions and, um, and all that, but, um, sometimes I'll get it in the air and in the beginning I would, I was just going off all, all just kind of knocking the dust off the things I remember about orientation and how to notice this and that, which way the, if the helicopter is hovering flat or if it's tipped backwards or forwards or whatever. Right. But I noticed myself having a harder time dialing that in than I expected. And my visual acuity at a distance is way different than it used to be. And in the near term, for me, some of the things that I've been doing is trying to like, I don't know, because I, I rogue fly, you know what I mean? I park fly and I rogue fly. So sometimes I have places that are facing north or south or different directions. Some have trees, some don't. And so depending on how it feels or like in my mind where I'm at in my mental state, I'll kind of on purpose pick the backdrop that I'm going to fly against. Like the Goblin has black blades and the Align has the black and white blades, right? And I know when I fly the Align 600 against some trees, I don't have that problem hardly at all, but the black one with the black blades I do and I got to fly against open air sometimes. So I don't know if that helps at all, Dan, but you're not the only one. I mean, I'm right here on the show with you and I'm feeling some of the same hangups and like my little uh, um, Oxy 2, I had to put a blaze orange skit on one side and like a neon yellow skit on the other side, just to help with that a little bit. You know what I mean? And right. It's reassuring to know other people got to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, it's spooky, man. So I'm there with you. Yeah. And I don't, you know, look, I, and you know, I, and Scott sent me that logo 200 and I think this is going to be a ground, this is going to be helpful in this, right? Because that machine, there's really not a lot to be, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a small Heliot. There's really not a lot that can go wrong there. I mean, uh, you know, you, you can injure yourself with it, I suppose. But, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it doesn't really get in the way. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, guys. Uh, um, yeah, so let's just say like a typical day, like, all right, I'm going to go flying today. And you, you kind of start thinking about, well, I got to get everything loaded up. And then somehow when you start thinking about the process of getting to the field, uh, you, you kind of, you find yourself maybe talking yourself out of going to the field, right? Because of the process of getting to the field and what you're going to do when you're at the field. And typically that's not, not stopping 
I mean, that's not something that stops us, right? It's like, yeah, it's a, it depends yeah. on how much shit you're taking. You, you, you just do it, right? But when you add in the element of unsuredness or fear, it, it makes it a little easier. Yeah, to, to put say it no. Off, yeah, to, to put it off. Yeah, I'll it's like, I'm going to do all this stuff just to fucking crash it into the ground because I'm not sure about this. So why Does that make sense? Drive? Yeah. So, Rob, you yeah. get it. You, you experience it. What about you other guys? Do you ever deal with that kind of shit? Mm, kinda. I've been like that sometimes when I like I'm sick of crashing because I'm sick of trying to set aside time to wrench. Um, sometimes I won't want to go to certain fields or certain places because I know people get maybe a little too rowdy and they want to see some shit and then it's probably just gonna cost me a shit ton of money. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like I pay more attention lately to schemes that pop really well. So, and I, I think there's other people in the same boat and one of the ways they mitigate it is, is that is schemes. So like on the raws, for example, uh, there was a guy at our field flying on his raw 700, he retrofitted the Puma 700 canopy to it. And then also had like a fluorescent Rob cherry side frame. He had done some orange vinyl on sort of the wide, um, leg that goes down to the skids had the orange boom and, you know, some vinyl on the fin and that thing you could see against any background. It was just bright right. orange. Um, and I think doing things like that, you know, may give a lot more confidence. Um, you know, any of these black boom helicopters are just, it's just a fact. They're a little bit harder to see in that situation. And just to clarify, I, I agree with that completely. Like, I'm pretty excited about that crack. And I, I, I am not concerned necessarily about the crash. I really, because that shit happens. I don't, I, I'm more concerned about, hurting myself or hurting somebody else. Um, Cause space, let's face it. I, I can't move <laughs> fast, right? Like I, you know, with my back and everything else going on, I just can't, I, I sit when I fly. That's another, another issue that, that, that has often plagued my confidence in that. What am I going to do if um, the thing comes at me and I have to somehow get out of the way, that kind of shit. I know. I mean, these, these are not, I, know I what don't you know. Can do. What's that? I know what you can do. Okay. You give your shot, uh, your your spotter a shotgun, and if it starts coming, <laughs> you, just you blast it out the sky. You just hit the <laughs> like Yeah, he oh. can practice, and you can practice. Yeah, or or I have noticed a correlation between your seven hundreds and the two hundred with your fear. Your wife yes. bought you those seven hundreds, and if you crash those, you're dead meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd be scared too. That could be, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's not a, it, it's, it's not a concern of mine from the long-term enjoyment of this hobby because, you know, but it does, it does play a role in my, you know, I mentioned that one of my goals for the year is a little more consecutive or, or consistency with um, getting out to the field and it, and it's a mental thing, right? It's it's all up here. It's it's in my, I'm pointing at my head right now. I know we're not on a video, but uh, you know it's all up in my head, right? I get that. Uh, I just can't, you know. I, I would assume, I guess, anecdotally, there's people out there that are experiencing very similar things. And and what I would like to do is kind of chronicle what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it's not. I don't really see any uh, massive improvement in my consistency until the weather starts to get a little warmer, but out here that happens much quicker than it did back home. Um, 
what am I doing to get past that? And I think it's just, you know, resolute. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go do this. And, and what, you know, when I'm out there and I'm back to back flying, I'm, you know, usually by myself because there's no other heli flyers around. It's a, I have a good time. Like it's, it's good. It's just that initial, let's get it going. You know, it's like building up the steam and that thought creeps into my head and it just kind of helps deflate that build up a little bit. And sometimes, unfortunately enough, right? Yeah. So it's just something I got to get over. I mean, I'm not, there's no answer to that question other than just, you know, fucking pull up your big girl panties and make it happen, right? Don't be um, scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's just something I've been thinking about, right? And that's kind of what we do here on this show is we talk about shit we've been thinking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll kind of see how that progresses. That's one reason I'm really looking forward to um, finding some local flyers uh, to go fly with. Um, you know, when people are expecting you to show up, it's it's a little easier and uh, to to actually go. It's like you know you're you're making a commitment to somebody, whether informal or not. You're making a commitment to go fly, so you just go. Right. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I'll, I'll keep you guys informed as we move along through that process yeah and if any of those folks you meet end up being decent heli pilots and fly v control you know sometimes having someone on the other end of a body a buddy box when you want to you know try something to get comfy again can just yeah. add another level of confidence yeah and looking back in my at my for the lack of a better word of career <laughs> flying helicopters i do remember back when nick lynn when i used to go spend time out at his like i used to go out there and, and just stay at his house for you know, weekends and weeks on at a time. And, and, um, he flew V bar as well. And man, did we have some good times out there where he, you know, he, he would just give me that, you know, we would buddy box and he wouldn't necessarily have to do anything, but man, it just gives you that little bit of freedom, you know, even yeah. though there's no guarantees that it's going to turn out the way you want it to, but you know, you're right. I don't know if that's the case. I'm going to have to find out. I'd like to dig in a little bit deeper there and figure out exactly what those folks are flying. But yeah, so my weekly confessional. There you go. Weekly confessional. There it is. <laughs> you just got to learn the tuck and roll, Dan. You'll be fine. Tuck and roll. I've had to do that before and it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. But. Got to do what you got to do. No, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm still thinking about, um, I'm still thinking about a scooter for flying just because, um, it is easier for me to get, get around. Uh, the ankle's really not much of an issue anymore. It's, uh, it still bothers me on occasion, but it's not as bad, but, um, the back is still an issue, right? It's still, it's, it's bothersome to, to haul helis around. Right, right. Or, you know, carry carry shit around for any amount of time. It really starts to hurt my back. But anyway, we'll work through that. I've got those tools here available to me. We, you know, we've got the lift and uh, on the back of the car and all that good shit. So we'll see how that progresses into 2023. Yeah, you know, that uh, how that comes along. But uh, I'm hoping that it improves. I bet it will, dude. Yep, yeah. I do too. And there will be no maimings, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. We do not want that. 
Yeah, I don't want to, as Scott said, I don't want to be crashing the wife's helicopters. (laughs) 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 I am excited about getting that cracking up in the air. That thing is so visible. I can see it through the wall when it's hanging on the wall. (laughs) See it through the wall. (laughs) They are very, very visible. Yes, they are. Some people noticed, like, when that, the raw came out, I jumped to raw, flew them, and then I had the same issue. Couldn't see shit. And I went back to Kraken's for a bit just because of that. But then I got over it. But they they are so much easier to see for sure. Yeah, that's why I like that 570 too, to be honest with you. That's like my, I love that little helicopter. As dated as as it is. Yeah, dude, my 570 blaze orange, it practically glows. Yeah, it's a good heli. Yeah. All righty, well, we should probably wrap this one up before we do that though. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do it? Uh, you can email me at nickwisdom at rchnv3.com or find me on Facebook at nickwisdomrc. How about you, Devin? If you wanted to get to me, Facebook, Devin McClellan, or my email, devin at rchnv3.com. Scott, did anyone reach stop. out? <laughs> local truck stop. Did yeah. anyone reach out and touch you last week, Scott? Nobody reached out and touched me. Nobody uh-huh. reached out and emailed me. Nobody called me. I don't feel the love. I didn't uh-huh. even get hate mail. Well, if you wanted to show Scott a little bit of love, Scott, tell him how they could do that. You could shoot me an email at scott at rchnv3.com. You can contact me on the Facebooks with Scott Graham or Instagram, rchelligram. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchnv3.com. Dan K. Reed on Facebook, which I never mentioned, but it's, I don't know, it is what it is. Most people know that. Uh, please check out our webpage, www.rchnv3.com. You can find us on Locals as well. And last but not least, Rob, how would I get in touch with you? Senior Daniel. Okay, so if you want to reach out to me, um, it involves a little bit of high technology. And um, it's not helicopters, but it still qualifies. So what you got to do is you got to go to like Skyfish or some other place and bogart yourself a swarm of drones, you know, preferably like over 50 or more. And then you hover the drones in the air in the shape of a pair of sparkly pants above Dan's house. And you make them blink, but really you, you have one of them that blinks in binary. Somebody's going to record this like, look at these pants in the air. And they're going to put it on Instagram. Like, look at where, why are there pants in the sky? Uh, you know, and so I'll find the video and I'll know because I'll know which drone to look for and I'll interpret the uh, binary code and uh, from your question and then I'll be able to answer your question. Um, simultaneously, uh, you'll give Dan nightmares about uh, sparkly sweatpants for the rest of his life. Even if he does move back to Montana, he'll always wonder if another drone swarm of pants that sparkle will show up over his house. Then that'll be a, that'll be a plus. Uh, if you don't want to go through all that trouble, or um, you also would get nightmares of sparkly pants if you did the same. Uh, you could just email me at uh, rob at rchnv3.com. Uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook, NextGenRCFB, Instagram at NextGenRC, or youtube.com slash NextGenRC. That's fantastic. I do have two tips for you, though. If you're yeah. going to do that, do not do Skyfish because those drones will cost you about 40 grand each, and there's a high likelihood they'll fall out of the sky. Hey, I, I, I said Bogart. You okay. can interpret that word however you want. 
Anyway, uh, guys, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, yeah, that was a lot of words we just said, right there. www.allpaintyourbody.com at youfuck.com I have my own brush with one big fat bristle.